This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson. For diamond celebrations, food for all occasions, and Armstrong Green, Hi, the Kate destination Stevenson. of a so lifelong this, of holiday. This, is the podcast version of Relish, a show that airs every Saturday morning on Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. This week, well, spring is time for races and parties, so surely it's time to crack open the bubbly. Champagne's a classic, of course, but it is Prosecco that has taken the market by storm over the last few years. I'll check in with Melbourne's own Prosecco queen on what's so special about that stuff and how our Victorian Proseccos compare to the Italian originals. Plus, if nothing else, picnics are back on. I'll speak to Jackie Middleton from Earl Canteen about the secret to great picnic fare and what you should pay to make the most of your limited socialising outdoors. And as always, during this week in food, there'll be a bit of food news and some dining tips from me. All that is coming up thanks to Diamond Celebrations, Food for All Occasions and Armstrong Green, the destination of a lifelong holiday on Easy Music 3MP. At Easy Music 3MP, you can relax with all your favourites. Relaxing favorites. Why don't you come to your senses? Thirteen seventy seven AM and stereo DAB. Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. Easy Music 3MP, you're listening to Relish. Well, my next guest is probably one of the bubbliest people I know, so it's very fitting that her official title is Prosecco Queen. And because of that vibrant nature, she's most in her element when she's hosting dinners or tastings or masterclasses in person. So how does an extroverted Prosecco expert survive extended lockdown? We'll ask her now. Melissa Breuer, Prosecco Queen, good morning. Good morning, Kate. How are you? Very well. Now, just quickly, how did it start from you? How did you go from loving a product to building a business around it? Ah, yes. Well, it was kind of the very start of social media kicking off back when I started my very first food blog in 2010, a trip to Italy, tried some Prosecco, absolutely loved it, and just couldn't stop talking about it, Um, and came back to Australia, discovered, you know, there was Prosecco in the King Valley and started visiting up there and it kind of just went from a hobby to something where I thought you know what I am so interested in this and it's so misunderstood and there's not a lot of information around I'm going to educate myself on it and I was looking for someone that would be an expert that I could talk to and I found there wasn't one really well there wasn't one person that kind of was the font of all that knowledge and I kind of decided to be that person myself because I figured if I was that interested in it, I couldn't be alone. Yeah. Um, considering the sales of Prosecco are just growing year on year on year and has been outselling champagne for years now, um, I figured there's got a few people out there that are interested in this as much as I am. So I kind of armed myself with a few more facts and figures and um, started teaching people about it. And you became it. So you've travelled to the region several times. You import the mm. stuff I know that you sell it and I assume a, a decent proportion of your clientele were restaurants. Current conditions must have hit you pretty hard. Um, yeah, I stopped importing uh, this at the start of the lockdown in March. When coronavirus hit, um, all of the restaurants and bars were shut straight away. A lot of them 
closed without paying bills um, and those bills are still outstanding and mm. I still have to pay the tax man and all my storage and insurance and everything else. Um, so I'd have to put uh, a big pause on that um, and focus on areas that I could control and that I could, um, you know, do end-to-end without it costing, you know, a fortune. And so what are they? Um, what are you doing now? Well, that's where I... I developed a whole lot of online um, kind of masterclasses and different events um, throughout last year where, for example, one of my favourite um, importers um, is a guy, Alfredo, a dear little Italian fellow um, who works for a company called Tricolore Imports. And every year at the Prosecco Festival, which I started four years ago, he comes along to this festival and the winemaker himself flies out from the Veneto and comes to the festival to meet all people that oh, want to try wow. this Prosecco, which is absolutely glorious. And so what we did is I delivered, I hand-delivered, because booze is an essential service, thanks to the Lord, um, I hand-delivered a couple of bottles of this Prosecco to a whole lot of people all over Melbourne. And then we jumped online um, with the winemaker in the Veneto in the sunshine. And it was a miserable day in Melbourne in July, of course, meaning that in Italy it was a gorgeous sunny morning in summer. And our, you know, the reception was perfect and we sat there in our homes and drank Prosecco oh. with Giovanni and his father in their vineyard. They'd set up a table with, with flowers and we'd check tablecloth and just chatted to us about the wine and it was just beautiful. So I did a few of those events just with, um, I just sort of publicised them on my website with my, um, you know, database with newsletters and stuff. And we did one of those with... Um, Christian Delzotto from Delzotto Wines up in the King Valley. We had a lovely chat to him one night. Um, and then I was running weekly masterclasses where we'd all get together and just drink a different bottle of Prosecco each week. Um, and now I started getting a lot of corporate inquiries. So then I started working um, quite a lot with Optus and Telstra, delivering little wine packs, sending them all over Australia, um, doing uh, and develop a quiz. So you've got, uh, you know, three whites and three reds in little 100ml bottles and then we sort of blind taste them together with hints and do like a little multiple choice rounds. A lot of it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's not, um, not, <laughs> not too serious. serious, but it's super fun. And a lot of people have been doing it like for their work colleagues and then they all can get online and there's a lot of banter going on who's winning and who's answered the question most quickly because everyone can see, you know, who's in the lead and, um, yeah, so that's been really fun. So I've been yeah. hosting all that over WebEx um, that has a built-in quiz um, sort of um, capacity so everyone can just do it from there. I'm chatting to Melissa Breuer, otherwise known as the Prosecco Queen. And, Mel, we know Prosecco comes from Italy. You mentioned the Del Zottos earlier. How does the local stuff compare? Um, the beautiful thing about the Del Zottos, which is a really lovely story, is that Otto Del Zotto, the, the, the patriarch of the family, it's actually from Valdo in, in the Veneto, which is the heart of the Prosecco um, country in Italy. So he's from the very place where Prosecco began. Um, so it was quite fitting that he's the guy that um, sort of started it in Australia. He pioneered the, the variety. He got a cutting from Italy um, of the great vine itself, um, planted that, and, um, and that basically took off like a rocket. So... There's a lot of Italian families in the King Valley that were originally tobacco growers um, and then that industry kind of went by the wayside up there and all of those tobacco um, crops were then turned into um, vineyards 
Um, so there's a lot of Italian families up there doing all these different Italian varietals and they're all doing Prosecco now as well and it just is the perfect place for it because it's, it's a very similar climate to northeast Italy yeah. in northeast Victoria. It just happens to be quite high altitude, very cool climate, you know, nice and cold in winter and that's that's what and the cooler temperatures is what actually gives the Prosecco that nice crisp acidity. So, so we yes, can get beautiful local ones? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, so, you know, you've got Pizzini, you've got Prismont, you've got San Miranda, you've got Delzotto. Um, there's new people popping up all the time. Um, Brown Brothers have been doing it for years as well. Yeah. Um, Delzotto now have, I think, at last count, there's at least six different styles of Prosecco, which is what I find really interesting. Um, Pizzini has now just launched um, a beautiful rosé Prosecco, which is stunning. Um, I don't even think you can buy that. Um, at you know your local liquor retailer, I think you have to go to them direct for that on yeah. the website. That that is a beautiful drop. Um, and yeah, so I love the fact that the guys in the King Valley are constantly sort of you know striving to try new things and develop um, new styles. Um, you know, blending you know prosecco with um, you know other you know, red grapes to make their rosés, and also doing the really old-fashioned. Um, original method that they used to use um, back in Italy before there was any sort of fancy industrial, you know, filtration systems or anything yeah. like that. Um, it's a beautiful bottle fermented um, authentic original Prosecco called Colfondo, which is um, cloudy, it's unfiltered, it's almost like um, like a Cooper's, um, you know, a really almost like a cider. Um, yeah, very, like very a cloudy cider. And, and quite yeasty and it's beautiful. Um, so there's quite a few people doing that now. Again, um, Delzotto were the first to try that one as well. Um, so, you know, the King Valley is just such a, a top spot and the Italian hospitality is second to none. You know, you got you turn up to the wine and you end up having the most amazing food and just being, you know, made to feel part of the family. So it's just such a good spot. Beautiful. Now we'll have to wrap, but I do need to know quickly for people who are just about to jump online and place their Prosecco orders now, best thing to eat with it. Oh, anything really. Yeah. I mean, you cannot go wrong. I feel like it goes with everything. Pizza, um, salami, cheese boards, you know, antipasto, seafood, fantastic with it. Um, you can't really go wrong. Even roast pork. It's just a very versatile drop. Beautiful. Melissa Broyer, Prosecco Queen, thank you. You are such a great ambassador for the stuff. We will encourage people to head to your website, theproseccoqueen.com, to buy some Prosecco or organise their own masterclass tasting or quiz with you. Can they do that? Absolutely. I would love that. Beautiful. Mel, thank you. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. Don't go anywhere. Plenty more to come. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel, thanks to Diamond Celebrations, Food for All Occasions and Armstrong Green, the destination of a lifelong holiday on Easy Music 3MP. This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations, Food for All Occasions and Armstrong Green, the destination of a lifelong holiday. Easy Music 3MP, you're listening to Relish. Well, is it just me or does it feel like we've been here before? As we ever so slowly have restrictions ease, one of the first options open to us is an outdoor catch-up, which of course screams picnic. One outfit who was superbly set up to cater for picnics this time last year was Earl Canteen. And needless to say, they are ready to go again. On the line is Jackie Middleton, founder of Earl Canteen. Jackie, good morning. 
Good morning. Hello. Great to talk. You too. Now, it did explode a bit last year, didn't it? How popular were your picnic packs back then when we sort of first came out of that extreme lockdown? Um, that was super popular. We, um, you know, it was kind of like an inkling in the back of my head that I wanted to do picnics and people were kind of keen to keep supporting small business. So we're like, we can, you know, we can do something twofold for this. Um, and it went crazy for probably a couple of months. Yeah. Um, until people were like, actually, do I really need to be buying this from my local cafe? But we loved the attention while we got it. <laughs> and we were obviously really well placed to to do that again um, this week. And I've really noticed we actually got onto it early thinking, I think something might be happening good with the roadmap. So let's get it online. And yeah. so when it launches, we can launch fast. And that's exactly what we did. And how has the interest been already? It's sort of only really been at one weekend and it wasn't the best weather, Jackie. I thought that was quite cruel. Oh. But how's the interest been? Um, interest has been great. So we've had, you know, a few corporates already placing orders for multiple people across teams and even people just ordering them for catch-ups with friends or trying to get us to deliver to their local park. So, you know, orders every day um, and I'm expecting to get a lot for this sad day. Obviously, we're Melbournians, right? So we know to keep an eye on the forecast. <laughs> now, <laughs> what is the secret to great picnic food? Because obviously it's going to be part fabulous flavours, which I know you guys are good at, but there's got to be a practical element too, yeah? We've got to eat it on the run. So what are your in, in your picnic platters? Look, I'm. we have a combination of different things to kind of please most people and how you want to eat it. So there's little finger sandwiches. I kind of like to think of picnic food as being kind of a slightly more substantial canapé. So you don't want it too fussy. It's not like, you know, we're not drinking a glass of champagne at the same time here in in the birdcage, but we want it to be a couple of bites. We don't want it to be too messy. We don't want the seagulls to be stalking us for crumbs, (laughs) Um, but we want kind of a mix of things. So we have some little sandwiches, some little tarts, some elegant things, some picky things, some cheese and some prosciutto and then some sweet things to finish off. So things that you might give to the kids to bribe them to go off to the play area or things that you can sit there civilly and munch on a small chicken sandwich. Perfect. Hey, one of the hard things for people is obviously finding great food options within their 10Ks. I know you guys delivered last year with the, particularly the Saturday picnics. Are you delivering again? Absolutely, yeah. So we've, um, we've never stopped delivering all the time, but the picnics we are delivering as well in conjunction with that, and we're delivering within 20Ks of the CBD. So, um, you know, if you fall in that area, otherwise if you don't or if you're around and you want to just have the ease of collection, we're doing collection still from our um, head office in Cremorne. Brilliant. Well, Jackie, I can attest to the fact that the Earl Picnic Share Platter is a great value with great food. So we will send people to earlcanteen.com.au to grab theirs. Thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you. We love it. Thank you so much, Kate. Thanks, Jackie Middleton. Earl Canteen, don't go anywhere. This Week in Food is next. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Diamond Celebrations, Food for All Occasions and Armstrong Green, the destination of a lifelong holiday on Easy Music 3MP. This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions and Armstrong Green, the destination of a lifelong holiday. Easy Music 3MP, this is Relish and it's that time to share some food news and dining tips this week in food. 
Well, the list of places we miss would be a mile long, but Cutler & Co is still doing their best to transport us somewhere else. For the first weekend in October, it's to Sydney. They've come up with a finish-at-home restaurant experience that's been inspired by Sydney seafood king Josh Nyland and his venues, St Peter, Fish Butchery and Charcoal Fish. And also his second cookbook just released, Take One fish. So that's available Friday the 1st, Saturday the 2nd and Sunday the 3rd of October. You can see the full menu and book your meal at cutlerandco.com.au. Now we spoke today with Jackie Middleton of Earl Canteen about the return of the picnic. Over at Mr Bianco, Joe Varghetto has you covered as well. The Mr Bianco picnic pack or work from home lunch is 42 bucks per person. It's ready to eat. There is no heating required. You'll get some Mount Zero marinated olives, a good old fashioned Italian salumi misti, Campari roasted duck and panzanella salad, a brioche roll with some cultured butter, lemon tartlet and peach nectar or you can add some San Pellegrino mineral water or mixed pack of four Italian beers. Go check out the Mr Bianco website for that. If you are within 10Ks of Elstonwick, keep an eye on Tulum's fabulous multi-course Turkish menus. This week they're dishing out Turkish pita with whipped cod roe, smoked yoghurt and cucumber, some great looking stuffed eggplant with lamb, baklava and more. It's pickup or delivery Friday, Saturday and Sunday. You can find them on on social media, just search Tulum Restaurant, T-U-L-U-M, and direct message them to put in your order. In Reservoir, La Pinta has been serving up great baked goods and heat-at-home meals. They've had Saturday sandwiches with brilliant-sounding sangers like a crumbed snapper with tartare and cabbage slaw. They've done dinner packs with fava dip, spent hen lasagna and roast beetroot salad. And they're doing specials off the grill too. So again, give them a follow on social media and you'll be able to see what they're dishing up in the next week or two. That's La Pinta Reservoir. And that's it from me this week. Don't forget you can email anytime relish at 3mp.com.au with feedback, tips or even your own food news. This has been Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Diamond Celebrations, Food for All Occasions and Armstrong Green, the destination of a lifelong holiday. Listen in next Saturday at 8am or look out for the next podcast, 3mp.com.au or download the 3MP app. Easy music, 3MP.